When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 976, Updated Beliefs by Colin Wright, and Downsize Your Life, Live Your Dream by Jeff Goins, both with TheMinimalist.com, and I'm Justin Mollick, your personal narrator, reading to you every day, including holidays, just like an audiobook, but free of charge, mostly from blogs, but sometimes from books, and always with permission from the websites. That's very important. Otherwise, it would be copyright infringement. And happy Monday to you. I hope your week is off to a great start if you're listening in real time. I have two posts for you today. Both are guest posts on The Minimalist website. For now, let's get right to today's two posts as we optimize your life. Updated Beliefs by Colin Wright with TheMinimalist.com. When was the last time you updated your beliefs? It sounds like a strange question. After all, you believe what you believe because what you believe is true. But is it? It's a question many people never ask themselves because frankly, it's far easier and more comfortable not to. The idea that we could be acting on faulty information and maybe have done so for years is a difficult pill to swallow. Even more difficult is the mind-bending process required to test what we think we know in order to gradually establish new, improved beliefs. The first step is to acknowledge that you may believe things are untrue. It's not an exaggeration to say that most people never make it past this step. Take a look around and note how many of your friends and family and coworkers still cleave to ideas about the world, about life, about themselves, which they learned or developed as children. From there, recognize that you may have ideas that are similarly incorrect or incomplete, and that there's no easy way to tell whether your big picture is missing something significant. The same applies to everyone. The next step is to separate yourself from your ideas. Part of why we cling to outdated notions is that they're ours and that they belong to us, are one with us. We can't picture a world in which these potentially incorrect things are incorrect. It'd be like growing up believing your cool uncle is a wonderful guy, only to find out later in life that he's a serial killer. Even with an abundance of evidence, this would be a troublesome mental leap to make because he's your cool uncle. That's your jumping off point for all other data you assess on the subject. To extract yourself from a given belief, recognize that it's just one among many possibilities. Then take a deep breath and prepare yourself to rebound if your belief turns out to be incorrect or is brought into serious question. Because on that day, at that moment when you find out that some treasured way of seeing the world is not supported by fact, or is no longer supported by fact, as is often the case, it'll suck, and you'll feel like an and you'll hate all the people who stumbled across this information before you did, because they might think they're smarter than you, and they're not. Then exhale, it's all good. You can be smart and not know everything, and you can know a lot, and still operate under the influence of flawed facts. In order to determine what's factual and what's wishful thinking, it's best to derive information from multiple sources and avoid heavily biased ones when possible, though it's arguably impossible to remove all bias from the process. In general, 
Everyone has reasons to want you to believe one thing over another, and you'll need to identify sources of information that are supported by solid science, math, and mountains of historical evidence, rather than stern beliefs, gut feelings, emotional enthusiasm, or the like. Because while the latter is based on a biased point of view, the former is testable and changes as new data becomes available. That's the information you'll want to use when calibrating your beliefs. You can, of course, believe whatever you want after going through this process. Just understand that there's a difference between beliefs built atop a foundation of factual evidence and those perched astride junk information that's popular because it's shouted louder than other ideas or has the support of the majority. There's never a bad time to reconsider what you know to be true. No belief should be safe from your investigation and all should be regularly revisited. Consider conducting a regular internal review to check and see if you've learned anything recently that might be in opposition to a belief you've held so long that it's become personal dogma. Ideas about money, conspiracy theories, philosophies, spiritual beliefs, how society should operate, your own talents and skills and self-worth are all worth revisiting from time to time. Only by establishing a habit of checking your own ideas can you be certain that at any given moment, you're making decisions based on the most up-to-date set of personal beliefs available. Downsize Your Life, Live Your Dream by Jeff Goins with TheMinimalist.com These days, everyone seems to be talking about finding your dream and living your passion. So many people are talking about it, but so few are actually doing it. What's going on here? All the gurus are saying the same thing. Do more, start new habits, get more disciplined, do, do, do. But what if that's not an option for you? Most of us don't have more time to freely spend on a new activity. We're maxed out, exhausted, and growing increasingly disillusioned with the promises we hear and see on television and billboards. But maybe there is another way. What if the road to finding your life's work was actually quite simple? What if it required you to do less, not more? My own journey of discovering and actually doing my dream involved a lot of focus. It required me to cut out anything that was superfluous and drill down to what mattered to me. I got rid of all the that was getting in the way of me doing what I really wanted. Of course, I had to do this with a day job, so my time was limited. I had to decide what really mattered to me and what didn't. So I began to declutter. I did this both literally and figuratively. I wanted to be a writer, but every morning I faced a messy desk. I was overwhelmed with too much activity, multiple applications open on my computer, and just a general sense of urgency. In the midst of this stress, I learned an important lesson. Creativity and reactivity have an inverse relationship. In other words, the more I react, the less I create. When I realized that, I started killing things that were mostly reactive so I could make room in my life to create. One of the biggest areas that required downsizing was social media. At one moment in time, I was an active member of 25 different social networks. Do you know what I was really doing? Stalling. I was procrastinating the work I knew I was supposed to do, but was scared of, writing. Trying to stay on top of the latest fads and trends online was nothing more than a distraction. Eventually, I submitted to the truth. I can only do one thing at a time really well. For me, that was writing. So I started doing it every day, even at the cost of other activities I really enjoyed, like playing the guitar but I knew this was what was required if I was ever gonna be a serious writer. Not martyrdom, 
but sacrifice. As I did this, I had to scrap all other backup plans and contingencies. I had to stop waiting for perfect and just begin. Most of all, I had to reconcile with my irrational fear of failure. Of course, I did fail at writing many times. In fact, I probably fail at it a hundred different times every day. But the beautiful part is I'm no longer dreaming, I'm doing. If you've got a dream, you'll have to do the same. Finding your passion isn't about adding another item to your schedule or list of goals. It's about creating space that enables you to do what you were made to do. You just listened to the post titled Updated Beliefs by Colin Wright and Downsize Your Life, Live Your Dream by Jeff Goins, both with theminimalist.com. And that's all I've got. So let's keep this ending super minimal for Minimalist Monday. Have a great start to your week and I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.